Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. Um, today it's such a beautiful day in Sydney, the sun is shining and I'm thinking that it's spring, clearly it's not, um, but it's so nice to just be able to sit in the sun and have a little chat with you all. So the first episode is actually engaging an interior designer. So this is probably for clients more so than interior designers, but super handy for interior designers because there are a few tips and tricks in there um, to making sure that your communication with clients is key and for clients knowing what you want to get out of it and speaking to your interior designer and really getting a good understanding of what they can offer you. This is your podcast. So first up, number one, if you can't make decisions, I personally, when it's has nothing to do with interior design if someone asks me what I want for dinner if someone asks me where I want to go I can't make decisions so luckily my partner can um, and so in that sense he is like the designer of my life <laughs> um, but really enough about me if you can't make decisions and you need an interior designer to really fine-tune your ideas and help you understand what your wants and needs are as well, then you probably need to engage with someone that can just open your eyes to new ideas but also give you the confidence to just make a decision and stick with it and back yourself. If you're a person also like me um, that just loves to bounce ideas off people by all means you're probably one of these people that needs an interior designer too um, obviously when I say all of this I do mean you know if you want an interior designer and you need some help and you're listening to this podcast then my advice is here so if you need to bounce ideas off someone it's usually such a refreshing way to have someone engaged in your project and for you to be able to have a point of contact for them to have a point of contact for you and both of you as a designer and client relationship will bounce ideas off each other which is really beautiful and I say that and I mean it because some of my clients literally end up being my best friends but by the end of a project and we talk all the time which is really what you want to get out of business I would say so next up if you're wanting to think outside your usual box so a lot of the time you will see kind of mass-produced um, mainstream media furniture and design stores really just the same kind of thing happening each season and as each trend comes and goes what my job is and what other designers in the field try to do is to make you think outside your usual box and to find pieces that really speak to you and your personality and your space um, to make sure that they withstand the test of time I would say um, and so I think once you think outside your usual kind of go-to stores and your go-to looks and you find something that's super timeless but unique then you will find a happy place where you can keep pieces they'll be interesting forever 
um, and they're just a nice reflection of you. So with that being said, if you're one of those people that probably just wants some help sourcing some items, you know what I'm about to say, <laughs> leading up into the next point. Um, if you're looking for unique pieces and you need some soul, and I mean this in the nicest way because I personally struggled with this, um, you know, moving into my first home, I had an idea of what I wanted. Obviously, I was on a budget and I needed to make sure that <laughs> the big ticket items were ticked off before I could go into the more unique pieces that really reflect my partner and I. And so I think moving into different projects for different people, all different demographics, one common thing that I hear time and time again is that people just really want their space to be one of a kind. And I think ultimately they're always gonna be one of a kind. How that's executed is, you know, a reflection of your skill in design and your ability to find unique pieces. So I think that's a really nice point about the ability of a designer and how that can be adapted and how we can find some really amazing pieces to make sure that your space is Pinterest and Insta worthy. The final point is a little bit scandalous if I'm honest, but it's max discounts. And so as an interior designer and someone like I refer to myself as a trade you get trade discounts and so sometimes when I'm invoicing for my design hours or I'm not sure how the interior designer at the other end of the podcast is you know structuring their listening to this structure their <laughs> I was going to say business but how they structure their time and hours and payment and that kind of thing but um, as an example when I'm invoicing design fees and design hours and or a package for example so at first I remember I used to get so hesitant because I was like oh almost apologetic for my time like them paying for my time and so now it's really nice that um I, I can offer extra discounts, exclusive trade access to most of my suppliers for my clients. And so with those discounts, it does pay off hiring an interior designer, but you're still getting the skill and the creativity and the communication and you're still getting that interior designer working on your project. So I think that's a really nice way of ending this little episode so if you're thinking about hiring an interior designer and you're not sure how you want to go about it remember that there will be an initial cost up front sometimes more than others (laughs) Um, but ultimately I just see and I probably am biased but my clients will vouch for this as well you will see an amazing return on investment and you will be able to kind of make your money back that you paid up front 
with amazing pieces at a discounted rate and everything will look amazing 